You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how's it feel to be going to another national championship game? Uh, busy, busy. It's going to be, um, I'm definitely going to, going to go to Indy and I'm literally driving back from Dallas as we record. So I'm, I'm excited and overwhelmed. You know, it turns out that Skyline Chili isn't the only thing overrated from Cincinnati. (laughs) They did. I was in the dome and they, it was, it was a brief period of time in the second quarter. Uh, I think we had just gone three and out for the first time in the game. And uh, and their fans started chanting pretty loudly, and for a while that overrated chant, and I was like pretty stupefied. I thought it was funny. I mean, to me, I to me it was like funny more because I'm like, why would they? What this is a strange time of the game for them to do that? We, Alabama was ahead, and, and they weren't. Uh, it was just like, you know, if y'all were winning in the second half, and we can't possibly come back and win. Okay, maybe maybe we deserve that. But uh, the game circumstance was just nothing close to that. It's just they just don't know. I mean, they they haven't been here, so they don't know. Um, But regardless, Alabama wins 27 to 6. I mean, on the surface, it was kind of a pedestrian win. I think the more I've thought about this game, uh, the more I believe Alabama did exactly what they wanted to do. I mean, they just came and said, look, y'all think that, we're here so that Bryce Young can beat you. That's not what we're doing here. We're going to beat you any way it takes us to beat you. So if y'all are going to give us the run, we'll take the run. And that's that's what we did. Yeah, I'm not necessarily sure they were giving us the run. I just didn't think they could stop it. I thought, you know, in all, in all the statistical breakdowns that we did, uh, it was clear that Cincinnati had struggled to stop the run all year long. Uh, which coincided with a, a play some time where we probably had the healthiest Brian Robinson we've had uh, since early November. Uh, and look, you know, as much as football has changed, one part of football is not. And that is the easiest way to guarantee yourself a win is when the quarterback can, can take the snap, simply hand it to the running back and the other team cannot stop it. Uh, it is almost impossible to lose a football game when you can run the ball and dominate the clock, dominate down and distance, uh, eat clock with the lead, with the run. Look, in games you can do it, especially in big games, you just have to try it. To me, the first possessions are almost always scripted to a, to a degree, and I think we had uh, 11, 11 called runs and one pass on the first drive of the game, I think that tells you what exactly what the plan was. And, and Alabama could deviate from it. Hey, hey look, we're going to like all runs on that first drive. Uh, if, if Cincinnati had stoned that, if Cincinnati had just been a wall and, and just stopped us and we went three and out or six plays and punted, uh, could have changed the whole game plan. But the fact that uh, Cincinnati was just completely unable to stop it, even when they sort of knew what was coming, uh, I, I think what we we knew we were in there for 60 minutes. Uh, we knew that Alabama wasn't going to score in the 50s or 60s like that, but 
the, the time for style points is over. It's about just winning the game and moving on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and kudos to you, by the way. You're the one that said that Alabama's going to have to run the ball. Well, not have to, but really run the ball to win this game. And that's exactly what they did. Um, you know, I, I was like everybody else thinking, okay, you let Bryce Young go be Bryce Young. Bryce Young arguably had the worst game he's had as a starter, and he still had three touchdowns, 181 yards. If John Parker Wilson has that game 15 years ago, we're wondering why he's not in the Heisman conversation. <laughs> it wasn't Bryce's best game at all. I think it was a combination of a couple of things. Uh, now I'll say three things immediately come to mind. Number one is the game plan. Uh, you know, what the game plan was, hopefully we can get away with just being very run-centric, run the ball, let Brian Robinson win this game. Uh, I, I think to some that that might take some pressure off of Bryce, which sounds good, like a good idea to take a quarterback to take pressure off of Bryce. But also when you take pressure off of Bryce, that dude thrives in pressure. I mean, that's his, that's his comfort zone. So I think by taking so much of the plan off of Bryce, it sort of uh, forced a, an average game from him. Secondly, he's had so much off the field to do between Heisman's and appearances and now being globally famous. Uh, I'm sure that detracted a little bit from his preparation for this game. And then throw in, he didn't have his quarterback coach for several practices when Bill O'Brien had to sit out with COVID. Uh, Bryce then had to you know, practice without his coach. Uh, and, and I think when you combine those three things, you ended up with, what amounts to an average performance for Bryce. But like you said, he threw three touchdown passes and for 180 yards, I think there was only one interception. Uh, for that, that shows why he won the Heisman. If, that, if that's as bad as Bryce is ever going to play, 180 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, uh, that perfectly explains why he's got a Heisman trophy in his living room. Exactly. And here's another thing. I'm beginning to wonder if Bryce, to a degree, plays to the level of his competition. Um, not saying he's not a competitor, not saying that he, I just don't think he's, you know, he's only been a starter for a year. We forget that. And he's only a red shirt freshman, essentially. Um, so I think we forget that. And I think, you know, so when we play Georgia in the SEC title game, he steps his game up a tick or two or 10 because he knows he needs to. But when we're playing Cincinnati and he's like, dude, we got this. Um He's probably not quite as on his game. So maybe, maybe that's a thing, too. I, and, again, it sounds like I'm taking a shot at him. I think it's just that comes with maturity. And next year I think it'll be a little bit different where you look at the um, – you just go out there and play to your best of your abilities regardless of the opponent. Um, and, again, Bryce's playing to the level of his competition is different than most anybody else playing to the level of their competition because when Bryce plays – down to Cincinnati's level, he still has three touchdowns and 181 yards um, and still has a nice little option play that wasn't really an option play. I mean, he does a lot of great things. So, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. Um, I don't have my live reads for the year yet. It's new. Happy New Year, everybody. So I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to put two ads in here, and uh, we'll talk in just a second. All right, Jimmy, um, this is a Brian Robinson podcast from here on out, 204 uh. For the octogenarian from Tuscaloosa, um, <laughs> congratulations, man! I mean, that was what a game. And now, let's also be honest. I mean, it was amazing. It's the most rushing yards anybody's ever had in a bowl game for Alabama. That's phenomenal. It's the third most ever in a college football playoff game. That's phenomenal. 
but here's the one thing I'd say. If he had, if Jace McClellan or dare I say Roydell Williams were getting some of those carries, I think we break a long run. I mean, uh, Brian didn't have, I mean, what was his longest run? 20 yards? Probably somewhere around 20 yards or on that option play that you're talking about, the Bryce kind of shoveled it out there to him. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, just interesting that, I mean, it's such a yeoman-like performance. That's just what he is. And maybe that's what we're going to need again against Georgia. And we'll talk about the Georgia game plenty. Uh, So let's just keep this uh, Cincinnati-centric. But, of course, Brian Robinson, huge game. We all know about that. I thought Trey Sanders had a nice game. I I really did. His stats certainly don't blow you away. But I thought he had a really nice game. That was the best uh, Trey Sanders has looked all season uh, to me health-wise. I I really think this spring – we could see the Trey Sanders we all thought we would see. I just think he needs more rehab, more strength work, more conditioning work. Uh, and I think next spring we will see the Trey Sanders we always hope to see uh, when he signed with us as a five-star prospect. Yeah, and and I was glad to see him, um, you know, at least towards the end of the game, he was hitting the hole really hard, which I appreciate. He ended up with 67 yards. Brian Robinson's longest run was 23 yards on 26 carries. I mean – he averaged, I don't know, I can't do the quick math here, 26. and He averaged about eight yards a carry, and his longest run was 23 yards. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's rare that your average is literally what you do. Like, lots of times <laughs> you'll have a guy who, who has an 80-yard touchdown and 10 one-yard, uh, 10 one-yard carries. So he's got, um, what, 11 carries for 90 yards, and you're like, damn, he's averaging eight yards a carry. Well, yeah. yeah, but it's so deceptive. Brian Robinson, you literally give him the ball and it's eight yards. That's what he was going to do. He's like, you need eight yards. I'm getting them. That's what, but I'm not getting seven and I'm not getting nine. I'm getting eight. The thing that I love so much about the performance for Brian, first, I'm so happy for him. Cotton Bowl MVP, all those records, most rushing yards ever for an Alabama back in bowl game. I, I think that's awesome. And I'm really happy for him because all of us, and I mean all of us, not just me and you, Everyone in the media, everyone in the fan base, before the season began, we all underrated Brian. We all thought it's going to be running back by committee. Brian's not Najee. Uh, you know, we, we don't have an alpha back. Uh, we just have to get it done by, by using four, five, or six guys. And uh, no, B-Rob improved every year he was at Alabama. He got better, better, and better. He's tough as leather. Uh, he could have run it all night. If we gave him the ball 45 times, he would have been fine with it. He could have handled that. Uh, and, and I'm just real happy. And being so patient, he was a good enough player to portal out and play somewhere else where he would have been the man a year or two ago. But he waited his turn, and uh, it paid off for him, and it paid off for Alabama. And he probably made himself some money last night. I, I think Brian Robinson really solidified himself in, into day two of this NFL draft. No, I, I agree with you. And, man, I think eventually we're going to end up with uh, a bunch of dudes who are poster boys for, hey, stick the process out. You know, stick it out. Um, Mac Jones, Brian Robinson, th- they need to be on the phone with a Jai Hall or AG. What, what, what <laughs> it is. is it AG or a Jai? A Jai. A Jai. That's a Jai. what I thought. Yeah. So, um, a Jai Hall and – 
because here's here's what's funny. Everybody all week long was talking about a Jai Hall was having all these awesome practices. He's going to have a breakout game, yada, yada, yada. And on the radio show that, that you do that I filled in for you on Thursday, um, Randy asked me about that. And I said, I don't, you know, I just got to see it. I mean, we can talk about a Jai Hall kicking butt in practice. That's great. But I got to see it. I mean, I've got to see him get on the field. I mean, I haven't seen him catch a ball in a game so i mean he might have one or two catches but i'm not i'm not gonna say a jai hall is gonna have his breakout game against cincinnati when he's barely seen the field i mean you got a guy like jacory brooks still hadn't technically broken out i you know thank god for him he has a big catch uh, against auburn and a big catch against cincinnati but uh, still i think it's people get a little bit over the top with that but so i think mac jones and brian robinson could be on the phone with a jai hall and say hey Hang in there, bro. I mean, even if it's not to your senior, you might be the best damn senior in the best damn land. Yeah, uh, I, I could. We could do a whole show on the Ajay Hawk stuff because it really gets to me. And I'm not talking about the kids so much as the fans. I, I don't know. One, one thing that's definitely proven to me is that fans, including myself, uh, fans don't need to watch practice. They, they, they would become even, even <laughs> very mouthy about who should be playing and who shouldn't be. I mean, everyone is an Ajay Hall fan. Everyone is a big fan based on what he did A-Day, which is practice. It's a controlled, no blitz, no zone, all these rules that they come up with to make it not real football to keep the players safe. And yet, and it's practice, and it, but it's the one glimpse fans get of practice. So they turn mountain mount, molehills into mountains, and 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 for all, and and that's why there's so many fans every single week, all season long. Where's the jai? Where's the jai? They never been asking that if they weren't granted access to the one practice where where he went off like that. All right, Jimmy, let's take another break. When we come back, we'll give you some final thoughts on the uh, semifinal Cotton Bowl. All right, buddy, I think one other thing this game proved to us, watching this and then the Georgia-Michigan game, number one, Alabama and Georgia are the best two teams in the country. And let's – I mean, everybody can get pissed. And I, I've seen a bunch of tweets from rival, rivals saying, hey, nobody's going to watch it. First of all, people are going to watch it, but I'm not worried about that. Um, secondly, um, Georgia and Alabama are just the best two teams. That's just the way it is. I'm sorry. It sucks for everybody else. Get better. Start recruiting better. I don't know what to tell you. Michigan's not in our area code. Cincinnati's not in our area code. And the fact that uh, Aiden Hutchinson was in New York for the Heisman presentation while Will Anderson wasn't is a disgrace against humanity. That is something we should literally have to start over as a civilization because Aiden Hutchinson was in New York versus Will Anderson. Yeah, on that Hutchinson thing, my take would be that, you know, I'll say all the time, the thing that ruins opinions, and, and it's a little bit on the Ajay thing, if you want to get an opinion that really ends up looking bad and was made on too small of a sample size, and I think momentum that led him all the way to New York City and number two in the Heisman race. The thing that did that was his performance against Ohio State. That is exactly why he uh, he finished second. That one game, and I'm not saying that's the only game he played great. I'm just saying it was his best game. He played his best game of the year, which was the most heavily watched college football regular season game all year long. That's the game that more people watched than any other 
game all season in college football, and that's the game he played uh, his best. He played maybe his worst last night against Georgia, and again, people will make too much of that. Uh, I, I think Aiden Hutchinson will be a very high draft choice in the, in the upcoming NFL draft, which does not justify, by the way, his finishing number two in the Heisman or even going to New York ahead of Will. But he is a good player, and he is going to be drafted very high. He just he just weirdly had his best game uh, against against Ohio State in his worst game against Georgia. Yeah, I, and that's true. Um, that being said, and, and while the the Ohio State game was huge and he looked great and all those things, that all that's true. All that is so true. Um, Will Anderson did it practically every game. I, I think Will Anderson's yeah. worst probably Texas A and M, but. Um, He's got 18 sacks on the year, bro. I mean, he's got 18 sacks in the best league in the country. And it's not, it's just not close. And he's played Georgia already. And he's played another uh, Cincinnati team that was in the playoffs. So, I mean, he's, he's played a pretty damn good schedule. People know how good he is. He just still keeps getting sacks. So, yeah, it's, it's kind crazy of crazy that, you know, the best comparison, people want to always compare him to Hutchinson, which makes sense because, you know, they're peers. And in this particular, quote, Heisman class, but the real comparison is Chase Young, who Will Anderson is very similar to. Chase Young from Ohio State from a few years ago also finished second in Heisman balloting and sort of had this magical year, and, and it became Chase Young's America. Uh, but, but Will Anderson's season statistically is every bit as good as even Chase Young's, and Chase finished second. Will didn't even get to go to New York. Uh, Jimmy Jamison Williams, um... I really like what he did. He didn't have his he didn't have his uh patented, you know, 75 yard touchdown. Then that, that's okay. Um I didn't I didn't like the fact he brought that kickoff out of the end zone. And by the way, somebody explained to me why that wasn't targeting. Now it was targeting. I'm, I'm fine it if was. we say hey, that's guys, that's not targeting, that's not that's football. I'm fine with that. But if if we keep calling these other targeting calls and that's not targeting, I, I just don't understand the rule. So let's get rid of the damn rule or do something different because, you know, or, or at least not make it so that, you know, somebody has to sit out the next game you play or half of it or whatever the hell it is. Cause it's gotten ridiculous. Um, but I don't want to get off on a rant on that, honestly, because I'm too happy about everything else. Um, but Jameson Williams, he showed me that he can step up when he's not, running free past everybody, Speedy Gonzalez-like, that he can step up and make a big catch. I mean, he he actually got a catch and then ran backwards for three yards to get us a big first down. That was huge. Yeah, he's still a uh, playmaker and a big part of the team, and even though he didn't have a huge, big, long touchdown play, he still heavily contributed to the win. Uh, he played well. Let me say, uh, you know, about Cincinnati – I think largely Alabama showed that uh, that they were just far out of Cincinnati's league, and they, they literally are. They're in a Power Five conference while Cincinnati's in a group of five conference. They literally are out of Cincinnati's league. And and, they, and I think that the game played out in such a way to where, you know, wasn't close. They didn't even score a touchdown against the Alabama defense. But, but specifically in relation to Jamison Williams, those Cincinnati DBs are for real. Those guys are really good. Gardner and, and Kobe Bryant at the corners and, uh, and the safety. Uh, uh, his name's escaping me at this exact moment, but he's coming to the Senior Bowl. The safety that's going to the Senior Bowl, that guy. Uh, he's, he's really, really good. The whole secondary is good. That is an elite 
SEC level, LSU level. Those DBs can play anywhere, and three of them are going to be playing for a long time in the National Football League. And I think that's as much of an explanation for why Jamison didn't go off uh, as anything. He was just matched up against dudes. All right, Jimmy, um, New Year's Day, going to go eat some black-eyed peas and collard greens and turnip greens and other green stuff. And, um, you know, hey, another national championship run for the Tide. Alabama uh, just kicks ass again, and Locked On Bama will be all over this thing. So y'all stay tuned with us. Really appreciate y'all listening. This is a new year. We're going to be bigger and deafer to use an old uh, – I think that's a Run DMC thing. But we'll we're be also on YouTube get... this year. We'll be on YouTube this year. some point Man, this year, we'll be on YouTube. That's how simpatico we are. That's how simpatico we are. I was about to say, we're going to get on YouTube, damn it. And if my 14-year-old daughter, who is here visiting right now, has to teach me how to do it, by God, she's going to teach me how to do it. So we're going to do it. And um, appreciate you guys so much. Happy New Year, everybody. And roll tight. Roll tight.